Welcome to a very special edition of the Entertainment Answer. It's something we started doing a couple of years ago that I really love. Joining me is Susan Kamiop Stevens from thischicksflicks.com, and it is our annual Oscar Shorts discussion. Uh, one of the categories that nobody ever knows what to check on their Oscar ballot. Nobody ever ha- really yeah. has a chance to see them or know about them, but they're one of the most popular uh, awards given out. Shorts TV gives everybody a chance to see them all in the theater. So if you go to shortstv.com, there's areas you can find a theater in your area that you can watch all of the shorts before the Oscars. So, uh, again, Susan, always great to break this down. Uh, are you still like recovered from a couple of years ago when the shorts were like one of the most devastating, heartbreaking things ever? Uh, that still was the hardest by far, but this one was a little. This was kind of a little triggering because I feel like that I was thinking about that year a little bit. It wasn't as bad because that year was a freaking child died in like every live action short. I was like, does a child have to die or something horrible have to happen to a child again in this? And in a very Um, like gruesome way, too. It was like one of your just straight out of the nightmares, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I know which that one in particular was based on a freaking true story still haunts me to this day. I'm like, what? Because yeah. then I deep dived into it and I was like, oh, God, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I um, I know <laughs> this was better than that. But uh, still, there was some sad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's start on a little lighter note, which is the animated shorts, which seems to almost be sometimes a little bit lighter, not always. Mm -hmm. But uh, we had Letter to a Pig, which is about a Holocaust survivor who reads a letter. Uh, We had 95 Senses, an ode to the body's five senses delivered by a man with a little time left to enjoy them. We had Our Uniform, about an Iranian girl who unfolds her school memories on the wrinkles and fabrics of an old uniform. And we had Pachyderm. As uh, as every summer, Lewis is entrusted to her grandparents for a few days of vacation in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those stand out to you as you, the ones you were like, hey, these were really, really, really good. Oh, and War is Over, inspired by the music. Oh, of John there was o. one Yoko. more, right? Yeah, oh, War is yeah. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. Um, So the, you know, I wish I could say the Iranian one was the thing, but that one was just okay, to be honest. It was... It was, I like that it was short. I liked mm-hmm. how short it was because it flew by. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think the two that I enjoyed the most was definitely the war is over one because I thought that was very like cute and sweet. And it was it was happy. It was ha- mm-hmm. it actually had a happy ending. Um, and not because this is still a traumatizing one, but the one, what's the one with the grandparents called? Pachyderm. Yeah, so that one really threw me off because I didn't have any idea that where the big twist that that was going to reveal of what was happening to that little girl. I yeah, had to that, like rewind because I was like, what? Yeah, that one took a dark kind of a turn. Great animation in that one. Powerful storytelling. Not my favorite yeah. at all. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I was I appreciated the twist. So if I, I guess War is Over was my favorite. What about you? Yeah, War is Over is my top favorite. A grand animation, powerful mm-hmm. storytelling. Uh, the the words in it just were so impactful. Um, and it's like in an alternative, you know, World War One reality, and uh, all the wars raging on, and these two soldiers on opposite side just come together in this really 
telling way of humanity and just mm-hmm. how I won't give too much away, but just the storytelling. And it just shows the power that we're all human. We're all the, we're all kind yeah. of the same. And exactly. that war is just dumb. Just yes. Dumb. God, it is dumb. And it's just like so dumb. It just, it was so hopeful watching that one because it's like the, you know, the thing that happens whenever I don't want to spoil it, but a really sweet moment happens. And I'm like, this is exactly why deep down we all want to, to be peace, right? Don't we all want peace with each other and we should all just be good people. So why are we divided in any way? I don't get that, but um, it's interesting because the pig one is supposedly the front runner. And I'm very confused by that. I'm sorry. I didn't understand it. It's my least, it's my least favorite. Yeah. Letter to a pig is my least favorite. Okay. Thank Um, you. Yeah. I don't like that kind of animation, that little, the black and white minimalistic. Is it like messy? Yeah. Thin lines and jerky movements. I don't know if the pig was good or bad. I didn't understand the story. Didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. So uh, probably my second one, as far as just basing it strictly on animation is the, uh, the one from Iran. The whole mm. using clothing yeah. and texture as the medium and the backdrop for everything being clothing, I thought mm-hmm. was a really unique way of doing animation. So that's probably my second favorite. But yeah, I'm I'm totally down with War is Over. Yeah. And I would agree as, as a whole, the Iranian one would be my my second favorite. Just really like the twist of that other one. That was all. But I didn't like it. It just was like, whoa. But yeah. Yeah. And then the documentary shorts... Uh, is probably the hardest to call. I think that to me is the strongest group this yeah. year. There were some really great documentary shorts that I'm I'm not even sure. I think I know what my favorite is, but I have no way, way of knowing which way the Academy is going to go with this. List them again. What are they? They're uh, Island in Between, which is about the guy that grew up in Taiwan, like that little island between China. And he he's heard bad stuff about China, and then he went over there and it wasn't anything like they thought. They would play like the music and yeah. there was all that, the turmoil. That's um, a no for me with that yeah. one. I can't, it just, it's too, too tough of competition. Uh-huh. It is. And it was, I mean, the history lesson was kind of cool about this little island between, you know, Taiwan and China. And, but uh, that was about it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was Nai Nai and Wa- Waipo. That's one the, of my the, least favorites. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it was just, I mean, older, it's about these two older women who were sister-in-laws Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're like really old and they live together and they, but it was like, okay, that's sweet. Farting. But it was like, it, it was like they farted. It was just whatever. Yeah. So it's like, okay. I mean, it's great that these two older women are, are, you know, spending their last years together, but I don't, I don't get it as a documentary. Yeah. Um, and then the top three ABCs of yes. book banning, mm-hmm. which goes into the books that were banned, but they tell it from the perspective of children, which Love is so it. powerful. The children Love just reading it. these books going, why is this banned? Why is this wrong? Uh, everyone should watch this short. It is the most amazing short. Like, I mean, doc- documentary short. It is my favorite, hands down. Yeah, yeah. It, personally, it is, personally. Personally, yeah. I mean, I, I, there's another one that's really, really close for me. Yes. Uh, but this one yeah. by far is the most powerful and moving and poignant in our day and time of where we are living right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, blew my mind. Uh, mm-hmm. The Barber of Little Rock, which was a really cool one, too. Um, about this barber who just kind of brings in kids in, in the Little Rock area and teaches them a skill and mm-hmm. life lessons at the same time. And he's just giving of his life to his community and doing all this stuff about teaching them how to do racial wealth and just be able to have something to pass on. 
Uh, I think it was a very poignant story. And then the last repair shop, which I think is so close of a second to me. Yeah. So of, of, of like Barber of Little Rock and Last Repair Shop, I mean, where do those kind of sit on your – Last Repair Shop is just oh. all about this place in L.A. that fixes instruments, and it just talks mm-hmm. about the people who fix them and their story mm-hmm. and then giving yeah. back to the community through music. Uh, I mean, Last Repair Shop is my strong second. Mm-hmm. I'm just biased of ABC Book Band because that's just like a hot topic that I'm really passionate about. Same, but. Same. Probably as an overall production and Academy Award winning short, I think Last Repair Shop's probably going to get it. And I'm not mad at that because it's really good. It is really good. Uh, and in fact, Barbara of Little Rock and Last Repair Shop, their PR team has done amazing work. I mean, yeah. I knew about these docs. I still see them in my in front of me almost daily. Yeah. Um but um, but yeah, I would love to see ABC's a book banning win. Last repair yeah. shop wins. I won't be upset with it. If any of the Same. others win, like Island in Between or Nine Nine and Waypo, which that's, that's a Disney one. If that wins simply because it's Disney, I'm going to be upset. It's not. There's no way. I think it's Last Repair Shop. Uh, maybe maybe Barber because of the because of the the campaigning is definitely there. But I mm-hmm. mean, I just think it Last Repair Shop is the whole package. It's like the. But again, I would love for ABC Book Banning to win too. Oh yeah, totally. And again, with the animation, there was a couple of heavy animations. And in documentary, I was like, all right, we're going to get through with some uplifting stories. These are all stories mm-hmm. that that move you and are inspiring and uplifting. We might survive. And then we get to the live shorts, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Cow. And that's where I saved. I shouldn't have saved that for last because that was the most depressing category. I know. I saved it for last too. I wish I would have done it first and got it yeah. out of the way. Same. Um, but yeah, we had Invincible about the last 48 hours true story of so Mark sad. Antoine Bernier, uh, this 14-year-old kid. Tragic story. We had Night of Fortune, which was about these two men who have lost their wives, which it was sad, but it was very, very sweet. Uh, it was a red, lighter one. It was a lighter yeah. one. Red, white, and blue, which blew me away. I didn't see it coming. I was floored by this one. Love, uh, that's my favorite one. But yes, that's... I did not see that twist coming. Literally, when the twist is revealed, I'm like, wait, what? And I go, I I with I go, <gasps> I did that. I legit did that. I was like, yeah. what? I know. And, and it, so it, I went from being very frustrated, like, well, I don't understand why this mm-hmm. is this is happening. And what what brought this on? Like, why is this woman doing what she's doing? We we need yep. more backstory. But then mm-hmm. when you get the twist, you're like, holy cow. Yep. It was just I went from being a little angry to just Same. being devastated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And then we had the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, which you didn't like. That's the Wes Anderson. One. That was actually pretty yeah. popular. It was on Netflix for a while, maybe yeah. even Apple TV. I watched it all on Netflix when it first came out. And I cannot believe that's the front runner right now. And I thought, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just over Wes Anderson, but I'm so over this like narration and like still like acting like they're doll. It's like, it's come to a point where Wes Anderson hires dolls and a narrator. <laughs> and it's like, he's playing with dolls with his actors. And yeah, but so everybody stiff. wants to be in a Wes Anderson short or a film. Wes everybody. Anderson, but it's like he hasn't made like a real movie, in my opinion. There's, everything is just so like still, like yeah. I just robotic. It's robotic, and I don't like that kind of performance. I want he, he can 
he can he needs to go back to like the Royal Tenenbaums or like Rushmore, something like that. Like I don't know what this this crap is that he's making lately, but I'm not a fan. Did you like it? Um, it wasn't my favorite Wes Anderson. I appreciated the fact of I like when something is different, like the fact that the sets would move as they were standing there, like they would give depth perception off the actor by just moving sets while you're watching. So the fluidity of how they told the story I liked, but it's definitely not my favorite. I mean, how I emotionally interacted with Red, White, and Blue, and even Night of Fortune, which I thought was a very sweet and touching story of these two Another good twist, too. Yeah, another good twist. Uh, Those two are are my favorite. Invincible was just heartbreaking. I I just, I mean, it's a true story about this 14-year-old boy. And it's just, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't watch it. And then the after, Ugh. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I was mad because I was so sad. I just was like, what am I watching? <laughs> no, it's like, why Why are you making me watch? Why did you make this in the first place? Like, yes. what kind of brain makes you think we want to see this? Is it therapeutic for some people to watch stuff like this? I know I have friends who like really heavy dramas, but is there something that is beneficial from a story like the after and then even like invincible that makes us think about things and i just don't i don't know why that's entertaining it's not the right word i don't i don't understand why this seems to be the constant go-to with the oscar like live action shorts it seems like more often than not and we've had it with animation before too but especially with the live action shorts the route is to go sad, sad. Like mm-hmm. usually they want to pick something devastating. And that was definitely a theme this year, but I feel like you can have a balance. Like for example, uh, the Knights fortune nights one where it's not like utterly depressing and even red, white, and blue. I think that is more the way you should go about it. I think it should be something where where cause with after I didn't want to see the freaking thing that happens to his daughter. That was right. And I didn't want to see what happens to his wife. Like, I'm just like, what? Why do I have to see that? Why? Cause like I, now that image is burned in my brain and I'll never forget that. And I'm thinking about my kid. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's you can. And there's something that happened in red, white, and blue, but it alludes to something that happened and we don't actually see it. And I think that's a better way to go about it. I don't want to see what happened to this character that was awful. Um, But I know what happened. And the way they portrayed it was enough. That was perfect. Yeah. There's a way to manipulate. I don't want to use the word manipulate. But to to convey emotion and make the viewer feel something, which I felt deeply in Red, White, and Blue. Like Mm -hmm. the twist. Like you said, my jaw hit the ground. And even in Night of Fortune where – when you have these two men who are strangers who bond together over the death of their wives, that's a powerful thing. But mm-hmm. but it, it's also done with a little bit of humor. The characters yeah. are sort of you see the humanity. The mm-hmm. after was just like a punch in the face. It was like I don't I don't need this. I don't. It's after just, just felt cruel. Like it didn't give me any. Like I know there's hope there, but I didn't even feel hope in the end. It mm-hmm. just kind of felt like I felt bad afterwards acting's great david oliello or whatever he's amazing like he's such a great actor mm-hmm. there's nothing on him i just i didn't want to see this story i yeah. i really i could have done without that story and i could have done without 
the invincible two or whatever that one was. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see that. Like, I just so, think there's, and, and that's not always the winner. Last year, the two Irish guys won one that mm-hmm. was like funny. Yeah. So, and if their goal is to win an Oscar because they think it's drama and sadness is the way to get it, like, I don't necessarily, like, I mean, I guess which one, so apparently the front runner is obviously Wes Anderson's because it's Wes Anderson. Do you agree with that? Um, if it's based solely on animation, then the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, because of how Wes Anderson tells the story is, I personally think Red, White, and Blue, I'm not animation, but just how they filmed it with the production, you mean? Yeah, production value. Yeah, with the moving stuff in and out and the set design and the colors that Wes does, just how it's shot and how beautiful it is. Uh I could see that winning. But if you just want being able to take 23 minutes, which Red, White, and Blue did, and tell such a powerful story where you just, you knew these characters, you felt something from each one of them. It was beautiful. It was moving. It was touching. It was everything. And in the right way, I think Red, White, and Blue should be the front runner, in my opinion. I think Red, White, and Blue should win because outside of the fact that it's a really well-written story, it's great storytelling in itself. It's also obviously highlighting on a political issue Mm -hmm. that, this woman needs to drive to Missouri, I guess, right? They have to go to Missouri. Right, from Arkansas. From Arkansas to get an abortion. And you see the struggle and the depths that this woman has to go to make this happen. And anyways, that I would love to hear an argument on that from certain people because, yeah. yeah. When you watch it, you're just like, okay. Yeah, and that's the, that's the that's the emotion and the twist that it gives is the fact that no matter which side of the fence you are on, there's no way to deny the conversation that is brought out because of the way they tell the story, and it's so subtle. Even though the twist is like a just a nail drive, it's it's so subtle that you don't see it coming, and then you're like, this was totally against anything that I thought it was trying to prove. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like you thought yeah. they were telling one story, but they weren't. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And and I was with you that whole time. I even told, because I retold my husband about it, and I was just like, yeah, I was watching it at first. I was getting annoyed at her. I was like, you're, what, what'd you do? You know? Right, I was like, right. Like, what's, what the heck, man? Like, you're a mom. <laughs> you got two kids already. Like, what what happened here? And then when it gets revealed what happened, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I know. It's like, <laughs> like man. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it was it was great. So I think hands down, mm-hmm. I, I hope that will um this and the same reason we can we can kind of go back and revisit the same reason that I want ABC's of book banning to win is mm-hmm. because again, it's a very relevant topic that's on people's yes. minds right now. And instead of having two old 70-year-old white men arguing about which right. books to be banned, mm-hmm. they bring in the innocent and the sweet. And the of children who are reading these books, the children who you're taking away mm-hmm. these beautiful stories from and hearing from their perspective, it's like it gives it a whole new meaning. So, yes, that's, that's the kind of storytelling that I like. That's the kind of way that I want to watch something. So, yeah. yeah. So and then, of course, War is Over, as we mentioned, I want that to win animated. So, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of good ones this year for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to see which direction the Academy goes. I mean, they could go the easy route and just do Wes Anderson gets an award and Disney gets an award. And, but I, I hope, I hope I, they, I hope they do better. The front runner, I, I'm, 
I think Wes Anderson, well, I don't know. I mean, the, the red, white, and blue one is very, very like topical right now. Mm-hmm. It's funny because all three of our favorites in each category, it's like a hot button topic, you know, right, something political right. almost, you know? So, yeah. but, but I like it because I can relate to it because I'm, you know, and, uh, and they end on a note from what I side on. So I guess I'm biased too. You know, if you disagree the other way, you're probably not going to like it very much. But yeah, I like what I see. Yeah, I like when a movie ends the way that I want it to end. Like, right, yeah, that's how you agree with me. Yeah, don't argue with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I like these. I was like, that's why I like red, white, and blue is devastating, but it's also like, oh, but nah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, my way. So, yeah, I mean, I think Wes Anderson stands a strong chance of getting it because it's Wes Anderson and production value. But I'm more of, I've always been a story person and I don't think the stories were that interesting. Yeah, no, I, at all. So, uh, so yeah, I just, I, I make, I'm anxious this year to see uh, which ones are going to pull it out. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I think it mm-hmm. could go a lot of different ways, especially. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just have to yeah. see. But. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, any other thoughts on the shorts before we uh, we close out this section? No, no. Another fun year. I enjoy watching them, even just so I can know what to understand when I'm going to fill my ballot. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, if you want to see these, um, Shorts does this every year. If you go to shorts.tv slash the Oscar shorts or just go to shorts.tv and there's a link there to go to the Oscar shorts. But uh, it's like 700 theaters globally they just show all the shorts so you can actually buy a ticket and watch all the shorts before the Oscar. So there's a link to that at the entertainment answer.com. Or like I say, go to shorts.tv and check that out. And uh, Susan's always a blast. I love, I love this annual thing we have of breaking down the the shorts and talking about those. So um, we'll keep doing it every year as long as they keep giving out awards. I know, I know, I know. It's been fun. It's like a nice, um, I know I'm just trying to think about how long we've been doing it, but it's a nice annual thing. And, Hope we always keep getting them beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Or not, we'll just have to head to the theater. Boo! Yeah. When does that get fun? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for everything Susan does, again, it's thischicksflicks.com. Check her out on the socials. Everything we do, theentertainmentanswer.com. And we'll be back next week to talk more about the Oscars as we get closer. And then, of course, what we're watching on the little screen and more. Thanks for being with us. Bye.